If you love NBA basketball and you have some sort of computer device that accesses the internet, my guess is you probably know some part of this story. But are you sure you know what happened? What really happened? It's the spring of 2008 and the best rivalry in sports history is rekindling once again. The Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers in the NBA Finals for the first time in 19 years. The Lakers are actually up five at halftime in Beantown, but just as Paul Pierce starts cooking to begin the third quarter, it happens. Kendrick Perkins jumps maybe four inches off the floor trying to block Kobe Bryant's shot. He's nowhere close, by the way, and Kobe buries it. But as Big Perk lands, he kind of sort of lands on, or at least by, Paul Pierce. Paul crumples to the floor in a heap. He's grabbing his knee and begins writhing in pain on the court. That goes on for a few minutes. I presume Pierce was done. Doctors checked on him and eventually called teammates to pick Paul up and carry him to the locker room. Pierce eventually winds up in a wheelchair and is wheeled to the training room before suddenly and seemingly miraculously reappearing from the tunnel and returning to the game. Pierce is jumping up and down. He's damn near giddy to get back in and again just moments before it seemed like his season perhaps his career was over with a blown knee so was paul pierce injured team doctors admitted they didn't even scan his knee paul immediately checked back into the game and hit back-to-back three-pointers that gave boston a lead they would never again surrender in this game one paul pierce would go on to win the 2008 nba finals mvp award So what happened off camera at Boston Garden? Was Paul Pierce acting? Was this a true blue miracle? Well, I tell you, the viewing audience, including and most notably Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, and the Inside the NBA TNT crew, clowned Paul Pierce as a drama king. The internet immediately turned on Paul and made him and his wheelchair the frequent target of many a joke. There was just no universally accepted answer to what had happened after Paul got out of that wheelchair. And in the absence of that truth, the internet made its own. A rogue theory began flying around on Reddit that Paul Pierce had in fact shit inside his own pants or shorts in this case and needed an escort to the bathroom. Perhaps you've heard that theory. Well, now, how does a perhaps insane theory that Paul Pierce moved his bowels into his own basketball shorts during an NBA Finals game on national television get traction with the general populace of this country? Well, how about because 11 years after this 2008 wheelchair incident, Paul Pierce himself went on national television during another NBA Finals game and told anyone who was willing to listen that he was not injured on the court against the Lakers that night, but that he instead had pooped his pants during the game and needed someone to take him to the bathroom. Paul Pierce told us this explicitly, that this happened. We saw him tell us. I saw him do it on national television with my own two eyes and ears. So there, the truth was finally out. Paul Pierce had shit his pants. Case closed. Mystery solved. 
Paul Pierce shit his pants on national television, and now the internet, which had suspected such events, instead of being satiated, goes into hyperdrive. We have a confirmed pants shitter. Line up, step right up, point your finger at Paul Pierce, and laugh at him. What was perhaps a funny joke had now been confirmed by Paul Pierce himself. He shit his pants. Good job, everyone. Only hours later, though, Paul Pierce recanted. That's not what happened, he says. I didn't shit my pants and then sit out in a wheelchair, he claims. But wait, what's the truth then? Truth? What did happen after you got out of that wheelchair? The world may never have the truth it deserves, which is why we're all gathered here today. This is First Ballot. Welcome to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that really matter and decides if they're good enough for induction into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Neil, a.k.a. Gotham Coach, the podcast, Jordan Clarkson, half Filipino, half the Jewish, half of Jordan Farmar. I'm not the biggest Lakers fan. I am the best Lakers fan. The Glass City Cobra, Mr. Not Always Right, but Never Ever Wrong, coming to you live from the Shaquille O'Neal Office Depot, big and tall, executive suite, desk chair. The first ballot Hall of Fame podcast is brought to you by... Ball is Life and the Ball is Life podcast network. Follow at Ball is Life on all social platforms. Joining me today, again... He's been a guest on this podcast. He's been a co-host on this podcast, and he's co-hosting again today. He's the nerdy white guy who appeared in those Michael Jordan's Haynes commercials where Michael Jordan had the Hitler mustache, and he got fired as the voice of Applebee's. It's my good friend, my special guest host, the successful working actor, Mr. Michael Torpy. Torp. Wow, 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 wow. What a hurtful introduction. <laughs> you, Hurts was, every time. I was going to say it's we just have a- so <laughs> so unkind and really cuts deep, just as deep every time. We haven't discussed this. I never discussed that that's the way I'd like to introduce you, but I do think it helps uh lend some context as to why you're here and why you're on this. You were Which in part of Michael that? Jordan. Well, you were in the Michael Jordan's Haynes commercials when he had. Yeah. The, you were close to sports greatness. You were very close, closer than any of the rest of us. Been very close. And two, you were fired from the Applebee spots and replaced by Ted Lasso, which speaks to the quality of your voice. And you were replaced you. by a soon to be a future sports entertainment all star. That's that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. You, it's the other words you used. You used the word nerdy in there yeah. at one point. Yep. And I don't I well, don't know. In the in the role you're nerdy, true or false? Uh true. Yeah. That's true. Yep. And also, I gotta say, probably unintentionally. <laughs> so probably <laughs> it probably is just it's just in me. Haynes just fell backwards into that, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> God bless Charlie Sheen. I owe everything to Charlie Sheen <laughs> being a massive drug addict during the two thousands period. <laughs> If he hadn't spun out of control, I never would have been asked to sell underpants. 
And I'd be in Wait, a is that place. true? Wait, hold on. I don't know this story. Is was yeah. Charlie Sheen? The- okay, so <gasps> the Haynes model was Jordan and a celebrity. Jordan and Cuba Gooding Jr. Jordan and Matthew Perry. Jordan and Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen had that series. He was like picking him up in the car outside a hotel. Oh something like that. God. You know, he pulls up in the convertible. Yes. So then Charlie Sheen goes on his like, right. you know, 72-hour bender winning. I'm yeah, winning. Yeah, yeah winning. all that stuff. Yes. And Haynes is like, this oh. is too risky. Jordan's our thing, right? Like, why are we risking associating Jordan with anything that we can't right. control? Right. Let's right. go white nerd loser let's yes. get this loser yes. this total dork this fucking dork and then ass loser. this absolute dork it'll be no one will even care that hitler that he has a hitler mustache yeah, they won't even think twice because about exactly that's very funny that charlie sheen's uh bender is what got you that job absolutely uh honestly to our, our guest today who is hasn't been introduced is sitting here waiting patiently he yeah, suggested yeah. this episode, and I immediately thought of two things. The first thing I thought was, yes, it is time to do the the Paul Pierce wheelchair episode. And two, mm-hmm. I have to have Torpy on this because the, the insanity of this moment, I thought, I was like, I got to have Torpy here. I want him to weigh in. I want to hear what Torpy has to say about the insanity of this moment. How does that make you feel that I think of you when I think about doing an episode like this? I really appreciate it. Good. You know, something that I think we've always loved doing was a very thorough dissection right. of the most stupid things. Right. And this feels like it. Yeah, for so sure. I'm really excited to get into it. Great. Let's do it. Uh, today's episode, we got to do our could be sponsored. Today's episode of First Ballot could be sponsored by the word dipshit. Can you imagine the first moment somebody used that word? Holy oh, shit. Man. Oh, zero recovery. <laughs> Zero recovery. Whoever whoever got hit with dipshit, 180 and just left the room. No way to bounce back. Napalm. Like, do you think that happens in the moment? Like, the first time that happens, do you think the guy just riffs it live? Or do you think he Jeez. thought of it and was like, fuck, that's so funny. I'm going to wait and use this in a big moment. I, I what is the etymology of dipshit? I don't know. It's such a it comes out of the mouth beautifully. beautifully. It it, it literally beautifully. it falls out perfectly. It's it's a yep. near flawless word. I, I wonder if dip was an insult like you yeah, dip, right? Yes, you know, like yes. you, and then someone was like, let's let's tune right, this let's up a little bit, baby. This up, baby. Yep. This can <laughs> we can go a little bit harder on this one. That dude totally tripped on that top step. As he came up the staircase, he caught his foot on the top step. I'm hitting him with dipshit. <laughs> hey, nice entrance, dipshit. <laughs> I mean, the whole room must have been on fire. Oh. Yeah. Oh my if not God. completely silent, just yeah. like, oh, no. It is really a perfect word. It's it's uh, yeah. remarkable to think about. And again, the moment. This episode, this podcast is about moments. To think about the moment yep. somebody rolled out dipshit. Woo! Fucking A. Woo! I mean, Woo! good God almighty. All right, here we go. <laughs> gotta move on paul pierce's wheelchair is without a doubt a great sports moment but is it a first ballot hall of famer we have to decide that today and here to do it with me and mr torpy is another dear friend of mine he's a world-class producer writer director he currently works at cnn but he's also worked at espn with katie nolan at nbc with lily singh at comedy central with charlamagne the god but today he's talking paul pierce wheelchair with neil and torp it's the stylish the worldly 
Osman Noor. Yes. Yes. Wow. wow. I've never been introed ever in my life. How'd it feel? Feels good. We're good, it, right? It honestly felt like I deserved it. I earned it. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, thank you for that. I, I also really quickly want to just add, yeah, I want to nominate for our pithy disses. Fuck your life. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Devastating. It's a lot of fun. It's a great thing to say to somebody. <laughs> Fuck it your is. life. <laughs> Fuck your life. <laughs> it's just all encompassing, you know? Really? Yeah. Anything you ever did, anything you're going to go do in the future, it just fuck it all. All of it. Your that. wife, your yep. kids. <laughs> parents all it's all out <laughs> it's all, all out home. it's a blanket statement it's fantastic uh, uh thanks for coming on the show i want to say right away you've previously asked me to call you oz you've said that that's fine but uh, your name is not actually pronounced osman i just want to be clear for anyone listening that thinks that i'm pronouncing it wrong you told me to say it that way true or false yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's yeah, exactly. My name, my parents call me Osman, but everybody calls me Osman, you know, and you just grow up in white spaces. You just kind of Oof. almost like, you know, just in the when you're young, you just, it is, you just kind of like, it's like, that's how y'all say it. And that's how it's going to be said. So what, how, what are you going to say, Torp? I'm trying to reclaim it. What are you going to say then, Torp? How are you going to refer to him? I got to <laughs> defer to him. Look, my I, wife fought that battle and sometimes she fights it. She, and sometimes she's like, ah, fuck it. What's the point? Like, it's it's a tough one. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Uh, Oz, uh, everybody has to get to know you a little bit. We do that on the show by setting the table. What's your favorite sport, your favorite team, and your favorite athlete of all time? Okay, favorite sport is easy. That's football. Favorite athlete, I'm not quite sure. I Probably Dwayne Wade. Really? Um, I didn't. Yeah. First off, I didn't know either of these answers from you, football or Dwayne Wade. Yeah, definitely football. Dwayne Wade. Uh, I grew up a Heat fan just because I was a fan of. Um, I'm. They only market athletes really. So I like for the NBA. I never really had a team. I'm from Washington D.C. area, and all our teams are always dog shit. And I'm not good at rooting for losers. So I really. <laughs> That's good honesty. Very good honesty. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really liked Tim Hardaway. Um, and then that that Heat team was incredible. Another good basketball moment is Van Gundy hanging off Alonzo's leg. Oh. One, of the, one of one of the formative moments of my youth. And um, first belt Hall of Famer. The, absolutely. Favorite team? No, the Niners. Easily the, the 49ers. San Francisco. Wow. Wait a minute. Yeah. You live on the East Coast. You grow up watching the Heat. Football is your favorite sport, and you cheer for the 49ers. Why? I actually have a good story about that. I went to San Francisco um, one time, like one of my first trips with my with my mom to see some cousins uh, who lived in San Francisco. So the local game was on. It was football, and it was the game where T.O. caught the pass in the end zone to beat the Packers, yes. I think, in the divisional. Yes. And then he took off the helmet and yes. cried. And I'm a, you know, I'm a sucker for men that cry. I think that's strong. And I guess I always have been. <laughs> and so in that moment... I was just like, fuck it. This is my team. This is my guy. Oh, so T.O. is one of my favorite athletes yeah, of all yeah, time. Yeah. That's what we should. We could next time you come on, we'll do that moment. That's a great moment. Well, I, I mean this when I say this, uh, that this is a moment I've been waiting to do and agreeing to do it with you is just about the highest form of a compliment I could possibly pay you as a, as a gentleman and a person on this planet, because uh, this is a moment I'm very excited to talk about. And I'm so glad that you're here to do it with me. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you. It's an insane moment, Paul Pierce wheelchair. An insane moment. Before we dive in, I want to talk quickly about moments from our careers. We all work in the entertainment industry. It's a terrible industry. We can all agree on that. True or false? <laughs> oh, terrible, terrible, terrible. The, worst. Yeah, the worst. Very lucky to be in it. Also, terrible, and I wish I wasn't in it. 
Uh, I wonder about that first part. <laughs> do you what are, do you guys have a moment? Is there a particularly weird moment from your career that sticks out? Anything that sort of sticks out as a weird moment? The thing that comes to mind for me, there was a there was a job, a commercial audition for like uh, a cable company or something and it was looking for athletes and I used to be one. <laughs> I know. So I was story. like, I know I'll go, I'll go audition for this. Yeah. Look for baseball players. Yeah. So the audition is at a baseball field in lower Manhattan. Just a <laughs> just a ballpark. So I show up there, uh, and there's all these like guys like me, all these dudes yeah. in their early twenties, dressed to like kind of play baseball. Right. We're all milling around like it looks we're in the right spot. Right. And somebody shows up and they're like, "Hey, this is for the maybe Charter Cable, some some cable company wanted like uh you know they're gonna do some montage about a new sports package, so they need people to like pretend they're playing sports." So the audition was to like pretend you're playing a game, run and slide. Mm. So the first take, <laughs> where they're just like they've set up a camera at, at second base, low. And it's just dude after dude running from first to second and taking a slide. Hell yeah. None of us have what done this. Hell yeah. Kill it. Yeah. They're really looking for it. And we're all going super hard because none of yeah. us, like none of us are working, you know? We all like just got somebody to cover our lunch shift just so we could go slide in the dirt in this lower Manhattan baseball field. So first, first take. I, I cannot stress how many people there were. There were probably 40 dudes there <laughs> just taking slides. Everybody so going all like out. All out. <laughs> and it's a first fa- feet first slide, first take. So I take my lead off first base. They call action. I book it over to second. And I do. I slide feet first. Dirt flies up everywhere. I'm feeling pretty good about it. And my left thigh is on fire. I have not done like a proper slide in years. And it kills. <laughs> but obviously I'm just trying to play it off. No big deal. They're like, all right, everybody back around the first base. Uh, this time we're going head first slides. Oh, I take my lead off first base. They call action. I'm trucking towards second. I do my head first slide. They're like, all right, great. Thanks so much. I look down and I have skinned both of my <laughs> forearms almost down to the bone. And I am just pouring blood all over this infield. And, like, oh. as soon as it happens, they're like, all right, guys, thanks so much. We'll let you know. And, and like, everybody disperses. And I'm just standing there being like, what am I doing? This is what an audition? I, this is an audition. Oh. And I, like, I'm, like, just looking at my arms. I'm like, I just slaughtered myself. Oh. I walk over to the public restroom, rinse off my arms oh my in, God. like, the sink, go to a CVS and get bandages. And the whole time I'm just like... How was that allowed? What am I doing? It was very, it was like a real moment of like, what am I trying to do in this business? It was deadly. You didn't get it, I presume. Oh, absolutely not. No, because I was bleeding. Well, they're like, oh, we love that guy's slides, but too much blood. Yeah, he'll he'll, he'll hurt himself on on (laughs) He'll hurt himself. Yeah. We're trying to sell a cable package. We don't want uh, all the blood stuff. We don't want a worker's comp claim. I wonder if they just stopped it because your blood was everywhere. Like, it was, were they just like, Very well, po- we can't use the fucking diamond anymore? It could have been. Like, somebody might have tapped somebody on the shoulder and be like, hey, we got to get out of yeah, here. Yeah, that dude's yeah. like really, yeah. that dude just yeah. really hurt himself. This yeah. is a we weird wrap comps this claim. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Like, we They're going to go shut this park things. down. <laughs> and I can't tell you how quickly it went from like, 
I'm auditioning for a commercial, right? Like I'm a young actor in New York. I'm hustling to like, I am alone on a baseball field yeah. bleeding yeah. a so lot. Funny. God bless it. Oz, do you have a career moment that sticks out from your career? What, what's happening here? Do you have a moment from your career that sticks out as weird? The weirdest, Al, just like, I think this encapsulates kind of what the job of, at that time, I was a segment producer for ESPN, and we did a late night show, and this is the kind of shit you got to do in that job, is like, our host wanted to break a world record for, I think, eating donuts blindfolded or something. And <laughs> That's classic was, late night television, by the way. 100% classic. I might have pitched a bit. I don't fucking know how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> they all run together, um, baby. They all run together. And it was like one of my first times doing something. We flew out the Guinness representative. We were doing it in front of a live audience. Mm. And I had to, um, there's a there's a, there's a a donut. It's called Donut Pub, right? In Chelsea on like, okay. it's like a, yeah. it's a big, great yeah, spot. So it is a great spot. So I hit them up and I was like, I need regulation sized donuts. Only in this job will you ever need <laughs> regulation sized donuts. <laughs> and so I told them we worked on it. And then my dumb ass is thinking about the visuals. And I'm like, okay, let me get red velvet. Let me get glaze. Let me get chocolate glaze just because we want color on this like stack. Right. And so we finally set up. I get them the day of. We finally set up. We're about to shoot. And then the Guinness lady comes up before the bit, right before the bit, and starts to measure all of these donuts. And some of them had deflated. Oh. <laughs> and and I'm sitting there like with, I mean, now I'm deflated too. This is also a deflated yeah. moment at this point. I had to, we had to like kind of figure out a, a new Guinness World Record that nobody had ever tried before. So she wasn't going to beat the record. She was just going right. to set a record. Right. Um, and then, you know, I, I guess I like she ended up doing it. It ended up being all right. But it's also a failure that I will never, ever live let live down because number one i guess for all the young people who want to work in late night or whatever the fuck is left of it um after this but uh always get more than you need don't be considerate of the costs just get double of whatever the fuck the bit calls for get two times more don't be like oh my god i'm only gonna get three more because i'm a good producer and i want to be cognizant of the budget no, you're only going to end up fucking yourself and then robbing you and your team of donuts. So, yes. get double the donuts. There it is. Words That's my weird five. story. Words to double the donuts. Double the double, donuts. double everything. Like, honestly, it ain't your money. Actually, I should get that tatted on me. It ain't my money. So, don't treat it like it is. <laughs> now we got to move on. Now we have to move on and see if Paul Pierce's wheelchair moment goes into the first ballot Hall of Fame. To do that, we have to go through our Hall of Fame credentials. Those are the categories by which we judge our moments. The first credential today, burning questions. Guys, what do you think happened in this moment? I honestly think that Paul Pierce is just overreacted. Like, I, okay. I, I, don't, I don't deny the fact that he could have pooped his pants. I, I Especially, I don't know if I'm giving it away, especially because he kind of copped to it right, at one point. Right. Um, I don't deny that moment. I don't deny that fact. However, I do think that he he thought that he was sincerely injured and hurt. And he thought about the 10-year career that it took to build to this moment. And he overreacted. I don't know. It felt like there was some PTSD going on. I can't get over for me. It was when they lifted him up and his neck is kind of yes. off to the side. Yeah. Like He just kind of had this like whole body language about him that was like, it can't be me. Why me? God, why me? Yes. And I, I, it feels like he genuinely thought 
that his series was over in that moment, right. even though I doubt, I doubt he was going through enough pain to warrant that reaction. I think, well then, okay, so I'm going to, I have a follow-up question to that, but I'm not going to ask it now. Torp, do you have an opinion? Are you of the same mindset? What do you think happened in this moment? If you have to place your bet on something, what are you saying happened in this moment? I, I'm with Oz. Uh, I don't I don't think Pooh is in play at this point. I think this is a man who is freaking out. Um, and yeah, maybe maybe he thinks that, that it's all over for him, but I, I think he's freaking out. He's moving his leg so much. Right. <laughs> so much. Like there are so much. The injured leg is 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 held it is flexed it is stretched he is moving that knee all over the place so it is it's almost like he's out of his mind in a way and not able to realize wait i can uh okay i can move this thing let me see uh, maybe if i just put it down on the ground for a second i'll be able to get an idea on this but instead he's writhing around and everybody around him just assumes the worst because that's what it looks like right and I, maybe he gets in a position where he can't get out of it. Yes. Yeah. At one point, he realized he's the, the ship is too far gone. It right. sailed. Mm-hmm. We are up Ships Creek. Not no pun intended. But yeah, yeah. he realized there's no there's there's no taking this one back. Like at you know when you know when you when you lie, you kind of reach to a point sometimes where it's like, all right, well I'm I'm going with this. I gotta sell this. Yep. Now. Yep. <laughs> And I, and you can almost, as soon as they came to lift him up, you could tell in his brain he was like, "Okay, well, this is where this is where this is headed because there's no coming back from this, not a, at least not immediately." Yeah, and that could explain that head placement too, right? Because the eyes give it away. If he can like bury his face right. off to the side, it's he can sell the lie right. a little bit better. If you can't ever see get a good look at his face. Maybe you'll never know the truth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the next credential analytics you know the stats behind this number here's some numbers people have numbers it helps them understand things in the first this is a 2008 nba finals game one. First half paul pierce is one of four with three points and two boards an awful game in the first half locked up by vladimir Radmanovich. i point this <laughs> out to say is paul pierce nervous is he nervous? Is there a reason he's nervous? Is he not feeling well? Did he did his first half not go well because he's sick? Is sick a euphemism for hungover? I, I listen. I my point is, and I, there you bring up another thing. Did he go out the night before? Did he have bad food? Did he have too much to drink? What's going on with Paul Pierce? The first half, game one. There's a it's a lot to consider. He's either super duper nervous, or maybe he's not feeling well. It's something to consider. Third quarter, second half starts, third quarter, Paul Pierce scored or assisted on the first 11 points of that third quarter with 649 left in the third with the Lakers leading 62 to 58. Paul Pierce goes down. 504 in the game, Paul Pierce comes back. That's 105 game seconds later. I did the math. It's about eight minutes of real time, according to the YouTube timeline. They also took a commercial break that the YouTube user cut out. I appreciate that. Let's assume that commercial break was a two-minute uh, break. That's about 10 minutes-ish total mm-hmm. That Paul, from the moment Paul Pierce goes down to the moment he comes back in this game. 10 minutes elapse from what looks like by all accounts 
a devastating injury. Let me for a moment speak. I've been speaking now un unabated, unstopped for a few minutes, but let me say one more thing. As a Laker fan, again, not the uh, biggest Laker fan, but the best Laker fan, when Paul Pierce went down, I was happy. I was very <laughs> happy because I really, really thought, oh, we're winning the, the NBA title now. We're, we're going to win the championship. I was legitimately happy. So it was a real swing for me and I presume for every other Laker fan because you're doing the whole like, well, I, I don't want to cheer that the fact that this guy's injured, but I'm super excited that my team's about to win an NBA championship. How great is this going to be that we're going to dog walk the Celtics over the next four games as they clearly lose this NBA finals? That's what I was thinking. And then 10 minutes later, the guy comes back what ha what could have possibly happened in that 10 minutes for him to go from what it looked like to uh, continuing to play throughout the rest of the series? Look, this uh, the timeline does support the bubble gut scenario. Right. <laughs> right. Those who have been, those who have suffered from bubble gut, you could understand someone <laughs> clenching, holding it together for a half. Right. Letting some things happen during halftime. Yes. Coming out rejuvenated. Right. <laughs> yes. Hitting hitting a couple shots. <laughs> thinking thinking, oh, this is behind right. me. And then a little bit of sweat on the brow. Yeah. A little bit of clammy. A little clammy in the palms. Oh, wait, this isn't done. And needing yeah. to go back for round two. Right. That's a very common bubblegut scenario. Yeah. It does. Sometimes seem... that first poop opens the floodgates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know? that's right. Sometimes yep. that first poop opens the floodgates. <laughs> also, I gotta say, if that if that's ten minutes total from the injury to the return, yeah. that's five minutes for him to get to the locker room. Also, like there was like five minutes where he was just writhing on the floor. Yeah. They gotta yep. get the yeah, wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. The wheelchair goes out. So, uh, yeah, there's just enough time to switch the shorts and go to poop. Are you, yes, Neil, are you counting time from when he left the court to when he came back? What no. is that 10 minutes? 10 minutes. From when he it really, and I mean this, it, it was about 10 minutes. I Again, I presume that the commercial break was two minutes. I presume it wasn't like a double commercial yes. break because they weren't worried the guy was going to die. They thought he just hurt right. his knee. Uh, uh, it was about 10 minutes of actual time from the injury, from hitting the floor okay. until him checking, walking back into the arena. So I, well, I think what we need to know is the time spent not on the floor. Right. Because that's when right. something happened. Right. <laughs> right. If we're going <laughs> to yeah. pace this through, if we're going, if you or Oz, I don't know which one of you wants to do the simulation, right. we'll have to set the clock, yeah. see how quickly you <laughs> yeah. can go use the toilet, right. relace your high tops, right. get your shorts back on. Right. That's the that's the crucial time. You ain't even taking the shoes Jeez, off. You're exactly right. And I thought the same thing when he said it. You are not taking your shoes off. You're just pulling the shorts <laughs> down. Point. You're keeping them laced, and you're that's just evacuating point. your bowels as fast as you possibly can. And I want to go back to the, the, the comment Ozan made because I think he's exactly right. I think if this bubblegut thing happened, Paul Pierce almost certainly thinks back to halftime and went, it was a mistake to poop at halftime. It was a mistake to open the valve. Oh, wait, he's one for four. <laughs> yeah, he's one for four. I'm just saying. You got to poop. You're not, you got to poop. You, you got to shake things up. <laughs> yep. You got to shake things up. Coach is like, guys, we got to change things. And Paul's like, I got an idea. I, I can go take a heavy dump right now. And maybe that, maybe that could change things up. It, it may, you're treating this like comedy. I'm not. 
I want to nope, be clear. No, about that. I'm not. I'm no, dead you are. serious. You are. You nope. were treating that you were trying to be funny. You were trying to get a laugh. You referred to that dump as heavy. That was explicitly to get a laugh I'll out allow. of me. I want I'll you allow to know. It. I'll allow it. The audience did I'll not hear a laugh from me because Sustained. I'm not being this is not funny to me. This is I'm trying to get to the truth here. And the truth is, is what happened in this moment. Okay. Sustained. Okay. okay. Sustained. <laughs> did you so also, it was a light dump. It was it was a watery dump. Given, yeah, given the force, I'm talking about the pop. <laughs> you know that pop. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The pop. Okay. The spl- well, you know the spackle, the, sp- <laughs> the splatter. Yeah. 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 I get it. The, that pop. We got it. We got it. We got it. So given pop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so given the ten minutes, given let's just let's think strictly about the the time, the timeline. Ten minutes. Yeah. yeah what yeah. is the percentage chance you believe this is their bubble gut thing is still in play here? Just based on the timeline alone, both of you, give me okay. Osman says one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean the 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 timeline supports it. Okay, okay. the timeline is perfect for it. Okay, okay. Because you know, at that point, it's probably like your third or fourth dump for the day. It's all business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you've been there before. You're ready. You know how this is gonna go. You know when you're finished. And you just gotta wipe up and get back out there. Okay, okay, great. So we we at this point in the in this uh, storyline, we're we're we still believe Bubblegut is a hun- is a hundred percent possible so far. That's great. Here we go. More stats. Upon coming back into the game, immediately gets a rebound, probably because nobody wants to box him out. My guess is he smells like feces. He makes two free <laughs> hey, throws. Hey, hey what? now, what? hey now. I just feel like now you're the no, one. No, no, no. I'm being completely. I'm being completely on so the wait, level. So you're you're implying yes. that this man is incapable of using the toilet and not coming out without smelling like feces. Yes, I think when that's you, extreme. When it's that bad, when it's that, that bad, when it breaks into your nationally televised job, your your pressure filled nationally televised job. When it's so bad, I think it's a mess. I think it's a mess. You I think we mentioned the splatter. I think it carries it right. with him. I think it probably right. somebody's like, I'm not boxing this guy out. Paul Pierce gets a rebound. He's not a great rebounder historically speaking. I just think okay. it's he immediately gets a rebound. I think it has something to do with it. Something is he nervous about going player. up for the rebound? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> got you it. never know. He's got, got to be. It. He's so uh, tight. Paul makes two free throws. Makes two free throws. He closes the third quarter with back-to-back transition three-pointers that gets the Celtics the lead. And Boston would never trail again in the game. Pierce was 5 of 5 in the third quarter. That's the quarter where he gets, quote-unquote, injured. Amazing. Uh, two free throws, 15 points total, one board, two assists, one steal. Pierce played half of the fourth quarter, went one for one with two more free throws, finished seven of 10 for the game in 31 minutes, 22, four, two, and one. A pretty good game considering he either thought he had blown out his knee or he evacuated his bowels in a furious manner and had to get back out and play. I mean, if <laughs> if, if we believe one of those two things happened and he still had 22, four, two, and one, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Neil, can I, can I say one thing Please. real quick? We can get right back to this. But I do want to say in the sport of basketball, it is okay to root when an opposition player gets injured. Wait, you wait, it's hold not on, like no, football hold on. where their life, their life might be fucked. Got it. Depending on the injury. Got it. So when he goes down, even if it's just his knee, it's okay to root because he'll be all right and that money is guaranteed. Well, so like when I, – I appreciate that. And certainly in comparison to football, I would agree with you. However – when KD busted his Achilles and you watched Ugh. it on screen and you watched that calf Ugh. muscle roll up, and the, right? And that whole thing Ugh. happens. I remember because I was on NBA Twitter at the time. I remember a torrent of tweets coming out laughing at it. Guy deserves it. Goes and joins the Warriors like he's a snake. 
you know, he deserves to lose this. I'm a Raptors fan. I'm happy, whatever, whatever. And then people chastising them on Twitter going, oh, you shouldn't root for that ball. Blah, blah, blah. Like it does happen. And there, I would say in general, and Torpy, correct me if I'm wrong. I would say in general, most sports fans go, you shouldn't cheer for a guy that gets injured. I think that's fair. You don't, you don't cheer for it. I think, you, I think your reaction is pretty appropriate. The idea of like, oh, we've got this yeah. now and I'm not going to complain about right. that. Um, but nobody, nobody wants these. You, I mean, because ultimately, what do you want? You ultimately want your team to just win right. against the best thing, so no. you don't have to answer any questions. No. Nobody wants these arguments. That is untrue. untrue. I don't. That is firmly untrue. I just want my team to win. 100%. When I'm 40 years old, if the Niners win the fucking championship and Patrick Mahomes gets injured, that's not part of the story I'm telling. That's true. <laughs> no, uh, okay, but it's what everybody's going to remind you nah, about. That's what I'm saying. Cares, it, you can live in your bubble. I know that about Neil because you love your that uh, bubble championship <laughs> with the Lakers. You. You're like so proud about <laughs> Piece that. Of shit. Asterisk as hell. I'm just no saying. Word. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Listen, I think a true so i think people enjoy it oh yeah bubble lakers that's really good <laughs> really good i have my bubble oh, lakers with bubble mask. celtics uh listen the, i just think you like it when your team when it's no. like there's no questions about it nope. that team was the best team no matter what i don't I'll, let me tell you i can say this and i say this firmly i couldn't care less i think it's i actually might even i could go the opposite way and go no 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 you being angry about it increases my enjoyment of of this title <laughs> You, uh, someone going, someone calling him Lamicky and being like, it was the bubble, it was Disney, it was a bullshit. I go, that's so funny how bent out of shape this person is. And I'm just wearing my fucking Lakers 2020 bubble championship COVID mask. And, uh, you know, I'm, it's, it's a blast. I love it. I don't care how they win. I just want the title, baby. Let me tell you, the T-shirts are eternal. I still own a 1987 <laughs> NBA Lakers NBA championship shirt. It's it's a time I can't fit in it, but I'm gonna give it to someone someday, and it's gonna be an amazing gift. Those T-shirts are eternal. Segway, bubblegut right. Pierce, bubblegut Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep moving. The next credential is the eye test. What did we see in this moment? There is a lot to look at in this video. Anything stick out to anybody that made this moment particularly special, Oz? Perk. What does what does Perk do? Perk bumped into oh, Paul he, Pierce. He bumps oh, into, right. he yes, bumped into right, Paul right, Pierce right. and Paul Pierce buckles. And I don't necessarily know why that feels poetic yeah. to me. He, but it just does. Perk feels a little bit like a lummox, right? Like he's just like a bit of yeah. a oofy, lummoxy guy. And so when he bumps into Pierce. You go, yeah, that makes sense that you would try and go after this, you know, fadeaway shot that you've got no chance of blocking because it's Kobe and he's fading and you've got no ch and you're perk, so you're already undersized, like you're not gonna get to this ball and the the effort ends up running into your guy and injuring him. Yeah, no chance. Also the bucket. Kobe's bucket was prime Kobe. It's so it's so it's so much fun to watch Kobe now. Uh, because I it, I remember all of it. Like, I'll see one play, and it will spur off 10 plays like it that I can remember and call back to. It is a blast. Uh, Kobe's Kobe being a part of this, even in a you know, sort of tangential way, uh, certainly gives us uh, some credence here. Torp, do you, what, what sticks out to you? What did you see in this moment? So the thing that jumps out to me is, like, Pierce goes down, the trainer comes over, a couple of the guys come off the bench, and then a child walks up. <laughs> Is that I don't know this. There's there's a child. He's like the fifth one on the scene. Is that true? And I don't <laughs> Yes. What a, a kid's just like coming over and be like, what's up? What's going on? Wait, is, is he, he all right? Does he have like a does he have like a stethoscope around I his don't, neck? He, he gets oh that'd be amazing. <laughs> he looked like Jason Tatum's kid. 
It's weird. First second I saw him, I was like, is that Jason Tatum's kid? Right? <laughs> is that Deuce? <laughs> Time traveling Deuce? <laughs> I'd watch that show, Time Traveling Deuce. <laughs> but there's just a child, and it's like it's that kind of this the energy is so weird. The the star, like the star mm. of this team is writhing on the floor. No one really knows how to go over to him. Of course, the right. trainer comes over first. Then some other guys kind of just stagger. Like his his teammates that are on the floor with him, they're not the first ones over. They don't come running over. I think the energy is too weird, right. like too potentially tragic. Yes. They're like, let the trainer in. Then guys come off the bench. And then a child is just like, <laughs> oh, I, I, give me a shot at this. I'll see what's going on here. I'd love to know. But I think it speaks is. to like how weird the feel yes. was that like, a kid was able to walk over. It threw everybody off. A fantastic spot. There's a lot of little things in this video that sort of stick out. My favorite is back in the tunnel, the official that's pushing the wheelchair, putting his hand up in front of the lens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it gives it that you shouldn't be here. Don't tape this. It really ramps up the stakes and the anxiety of this moment. If I was a Celtic fan and I, I don't know who that guy is. He's wearing a, a, a you know a short sleeve Izod. He's clearly a Celtics official, and he's pushing the wheelchair. And he's like, "Get the camera out of his face! Don't film this! You shouldn't be here!" I would have absolutely shit my own pants if I was a Celtics fan in this moment. And it really ramps up the craziness and the anxiety of this moment. I really appreciate that. The other thing that I see, the way he's—we've already talked about the way he's carried off. The way he's carried off by Brian Scalabrini and Tony Allen is truly absurd. <laughs> yeah. They hook, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. he has his arms over their shoulders, but then they're, each guy is also carrying one leg. So Paul Pierce is being taken off the court, legs splayed out. Like he's about to have a baby. I mean, like that's how women yeah. say when they're about to have a baby. <laughs> it's, it's crazy that they take him off that way for two reasons. One, you get a full look at the absolute undercarriage. Like, you're looking at everything. Like, if, if he had shit his pants, you'd think mm. you would see the evidence here. There are world-class photos of him being taken off this court. They're very funny. They're very funny to look at. He looks funny. It's funny to see him in some pain. I'm saying that as a Lakers fan. I don't mean it as a human being. I do not see any... Uh, remnants of feces. I don't see any mess given that image, given, given that video, given what you saw of Paul Pierce being taken off. Do does it affect your bubble? Does the bubble gut theory? Do you, does your number go down from a hundred percent? I mean, I would say it's, it's not, I don't think he pooped in that moment. Mm, okay. Okay. Right. If, if the bubble Got gut it. theory is that he seizes this opportunity as a way to then go relieve his bowels. Got it. Not that the bowels, Have, the discomfort got it. created this, but he, he has something. He goes down and he's like, oh, okay. I This is my, this ticket. Is my ticket. I can <laughs> I can get taken to the back and I can scoot over and just rip out a quick deuce and then come right back. I, I feel that's, like that's what it is. the stakes for him in that moment have never been higher. Like if he's gonna poop, he ha he is holding on for dear life in right. that moment. Yeah, like okay. uh, <laughs> I like these. These are dueling theories. And so you you believe uh, Osman that if he did go to the back to defecate, if that did happen, it must have been triggered at some point during gameplay, and it had to have been on the edge in that particular moment. 
Yeah, I feel like maybe he felt like, you know, his defense was being um, jeopardized by the fact that he that he always had to poop. You know, if you need to poop, you're not taking long strides. And in basketball, yeah. long strides are necessary on the defensive end and the offensive end. So I'm with Torpy. Like, I think the I think he needed to poop and decided that was his time. And um, I don't think the fact that we could see his undercarriage does anything to that theory. Like, it doesn't hurt the theory at all because the theory is that he really needed to poop, not that he had already pooped. Yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. yes. And if, if he did, in fact, have a dire need to use the toilet. Mm. Diarrhea need. He must have. He mu- diarrhea <laughs> oh, need. Come on. He must have been. It's fine. It's, oh, it's, it's, let it play. Let it play. It there, play. he must have been furious that they decided to carry him like a spatchcock yes, chicken. Right. <laughs> because, oh, I mean, of all the ways to open a man up. Yes. <laughs> so yes. a moment, I guess, a moment of admiration for his uh, strength, his pelvic floor muscles. Yeah. The way that he was able to keep yes. himself together right. as Eagles. they spread him wide. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, you know, if this is, if the poo theory does right. pan out, which we're not sure yet, a moment of respect for the restraint shown in that specific that's a, moment. That's a great point because a lot of people go, a lot of Boston people, particularly in the moment, sort of treat it like some heroism. Like this guy got injured, he got himself together, and he got back out on the court and he ended up playing, up, playing well. And then everyone started to chip away at that story. That's not true. This, you know, Whatever it is, that, whatever story they went, uh, uh, Ernie Johnson that's inside the, the TNT guys, inside the NBA TNT guys, Chuck, Shaq, uh, Kenny, all roundly and openly made fun of this and joked about Paul Pierce and really yeah. sort of took the narrative – uh, uh, you know, 2008 social media wasn't as big as it was now as it is now. The inside the NBA guys really make this a joke. Everyone starts laughing at this and eroding the heroism of the story. And what you're saying is, if the bubblegut theory is still in play, and we are still all three of us are in agreement that there is a chance that this thing is still real, mm-hmm. you're you are saying his ability to hold on and keep yes. this thing from becoming a gigantic national nightmare. On, on full screen television is is heroic right. in a way. It's right down the barrel. Yeah. The camera right is the right there. As a Laker fan, for me to think of him being in pain, it does it does it is rampant. It does help me a little bit. And listen, if we want to get this thing in, and you know that I'm going to ultimately make the decision, if you can tell me that Paul Pierce is in a little bit of pain and maybe he's screaming very sad things, maybe that makes me laugh and, and it gives it a, a chance here. I mean, I'm, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not pushing either way. I just want what's best for the Hall of Fame okay. at this point. Okay. I, if the moment deserves it, then it goes in. I'm not leaning. Right. I'm not leaning one way or the other. Right. I'm just going on the merit. Got it. Um, but he, when he pulls in that trainer, he's in his ear. There, things are whispered, mm-hmm. and they seem yes d- dramatic. Yes. As he's laying there talking, I don't know, presumably saying something to this trainer about like, it's my knee. Right. Uh, it's over. It's shredded. His knee is going all over the place. He, he is moving it. He is almost walking in air. Yeah. So I, I, at that point, 
I don't know if the trainer's just like, yeah, Paul looks bad. Uh, you want to come in back? Like, uh, but, let's get off the floor but, here. But instead of immobilizing this thing, I'm going to pick you up like I'm about yeah. to stuff a Thanksgiving turkey. It is insane the way his leg is just flopping all over the place as they're taking him off. That thing is not immobilized. If it was damaged, it is it's swinging in the air. They're yep. dragging him over to the chair. It's insane. Fully bent. Fully bent. Also, when he's down, he's kind of just like rubbing the entirety of the leg there's not like really like he's not focused on a certain area you know the leg mm-hmm. is going down to the ankles he's almost searching for it you know it doesn't yeah. seem like he knows what hurts yep. <laughs> it's very soccer it's a very soccer moment yeah, where, yeah like, it, it's you're a very just soccer like oh, everything right. oh god leg all yes. oh, my leg 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 bad yeah or like when football players go down they're like they fake cramps that's you fascinating. Know? Is there a world where Paul Pierce didn't see that it was Kendrick Perkins and maybe thought it was a Laker and I can draw like some sort of flagrant foul in this moment? Something to consider oh. there uh, because you're right. It do- It is a very soccer sort of reaction uh, over the top in general pain. Woe is me. I don't know if I'm going to make this. Take me off. I mean, down to the fucking uh, uh, stretcher slash wheelchair. Wheel this guy off, and then he comes right back in, and everything's fine. It is very soccer-ish. At what point do you think he realized, wait, this shit don't hurt? You know, he speaks to to that a little bit later. It's, It's fascinating to think about because, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think what happens is, is that he panics. He thinks he's injured. He thinks he's ruined his NBA finals, maybe his career. He's devastated. He's completely panicking. And when the doctor says, well, let's not put some weight on or whatever he whispers to him, Paul Pierce goes with it. He agrees to the wheelchair. He gets wheeled back. And he's going through this thing, and then he's like, well, wait a minute. It's actually not feeling bad right now. Like, I don't know what that <laughs> turn sounds like. But when something yeah. happened, he's like, let me stand up on this thing. He stands up. He, he agrees to go out and play, and it's a heroic story. And then the internet and the inside of the NBA guys turn on him, and it becomes a joke. And then the story starts changing because Paul Pierce hates that everyone is making fun of him online. Is it, it doesn't that seem like it's a, like that's completely feasible and could have been what happened here. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely seems like it could be feasible. I mean, I think, I think it's kind of a combination of the two. I think, I think he was in legit panic. I think there's just so much adrenaline and so much fear running through your mind at that point. And I also think he probably needed to poop. Uh, so I think, okay. you know, I think, yeah. I think he decided he could kill two birds with one stone because what is beyond me is what athlete do you know is automatically taking the wheelchair? Right. Every, every, every athlete yeah. is trying to walk yes. on that. Every Clay Thompson yep. went to the yep. fucking, I'm sorry. I don't know if I can cuss, but Clay Thompson went to the tunnel. Yeah. yeah. You know, yep. comes back, bouncing up and down, hits the free throws. It's weird to me. And nobody, nobody is saying Paul Pierce isn't tough, right? Like, I, the guy got stabbed right. eight times, yeah. got a bottle broken over his head. Like, I'm not going to question his toughness. But what athlete is not saying, yeah. hold up. That's a great point. Let me, let me try to walk this off or let me see if I can put any weight on it. He was just so – he jumped at the opportunity to get in the wheelchair and be carried off. So what does that mean, Oz? What does it mean that he so quickly acquiesced and took that wheelchair, agreed to it? It buttresses the case for the poop. 
You think so? You think so? No pun intended again. But um, I just think it strengthens the case. Like, why? Why are you so quick to be seated? Why are you so quick to be wheeled off? You got cameras in your face. Like, you know what this moment is turning into. And at some point between then and between the court and the tunnel, at some point, you know the panic wore off. And he was just like, wait, wait. You know, but I think he probably still <laughs> needed to go poop. So he was like, let me ride this out. It's a lot to think about. A lot to think about in this I moment. Mean, yeah. yeah. I want to go back to that visual, Neil, that you were talking about. The guy pushing the wheelchair. Yeah. That that was the biggest day of his life. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? Not a person in his life didn't see it and mention it to him after the game. Absolutely. Yeah. He's, I mean, we're, we're coming up on the holidays. He's getting the story ready. Yeah. He's seeing family. That story is coming out a lot. The guys in those positions at the stadiums are like massive homers, like love their teams. And I think that's what motivated the block of the camera. He felt like he had... Prince, he had Princess Diana in the yeah. chair, and he was like, yeah. he was like, yeah. you, you yeah. leave Princess Di alone. That's right. I'm, I am, I am getting rid of the paparazzi here. Get out! I'm yep. protecting I, this person. I'm a lifer. Defending his honor. Yes. It was his job. That's his job. Defend Absolutely. your honor. De- he did a great de- job. Defend the Celtics' honor. You're in yep. the garden, so it's your, it's home court, and you know he's probably related to Danny Ainge. Uh, it's, yeah, this is, yeah, this is all, this is all really, really good. This is all a lot to think about. Let's keep moving. It's the ear test. The next credentials, the ear test. What did we hear in this moment? Let's listen to the call together. This is Mike Breen on the call. Uh, yeah. this is ABC coverage. Mike Breen on the call. This is the call of when Paul Pierce comes back in the game. This is the sight that the Celtic fans want to see. And here the ovation as he comes popping out of the tunnel. Great pop. Pierce comes back in the gym. The garden crowd goes nuts. It's very funny to recontextualize that moment and imagine a, a 20,000 people cheering for you just after you pooped. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a blast to think about, right? Oh, my God. And I'm a little jealous. That'd be a phenomenal <laughs> feeling just to have everyone knowing what you just did in there. And just people are so thrilled about Fired it. Fired up about it. Oh, man. Way to go, buddy. Let's get him. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You can hear in his voice. He, he It's not like, I don't know if you could compare it to the, the call of Willis Reed coming back, but like there's it's he's almost laughing. He's like, what? why is he here? Yes. Because he got like, lied uh, to. Because he was like, is yeah. this guy playing us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? He's like, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, it's coming out, coming out of the tunnel. Okay, it's so funny. <laughs> He's that, going up on it all. It's so funny that everyone assumes that something's up. Like there's, it's like there's something fishy going on. This is weird. This is not like a miracle. There's like something weird about this. Rather than like, I can't believe it. Daniel Larusso's gonna fight. There's no like, oh yep. my god. Yeah, it's, it's like, not what's that. going on? It's not. It's not a miracle. Everybody knows it's not a miracle. Yes. Right. Fascinating. Uh. The here's something else to listen to 2019, 11 years later, the 2019 NBA Finals pregame show. Paul Pierce is on the pregame show for the NBA Finals, Warriors and Raptors. Paul Pierce, Michelle Beadle, Chauncey Billups, and Jalen Rose. Paul Pierce makes an admission. Let's listen to that together. I have a confession to make. 
wall. I just had to go to a bathroom. A number a one or a number two? I had to go two. to the bathroom. But why did you need a wheelchair to get to the bathroom? It was that bad. I, was something went down. I had to go to the bathroom. Oh, you were streaking. Okay, hey, you. Uh, injuries. That's it. Injuries That's are it. the story of tonight. Real injuries, by the way. What happened? Why would he tell? He is on national television. Why would he tell millions of people across the country and from different parts of the world? Why would he tell all of them that he pooped his, that he shit in his pants? He just admitted that he shit inside of his pants during an NBA finals game. That's what he told us. Why did he tell us that if that's not the truth? Is that not the truth? Can't we go forward now presuming forever that he shit inside of his pants? I think we can. I think we should. I, al I, I also want to know why Michelle Beadle changed the subject. Yes. I agree. I agree. Very disappointing coverage from her. It's a very, it's a cop-out attitude of like, oops, okay, moving on. Yeah. You got the story of the century there. Of the century. Sit in it. Let the man talk. <laughs> but yeah, she had to play the like, this is too nasty to talk about, which is, I, I think is a huge missed opportunity. Uh, I mean, you're right. We could just take him out of uh, take him out his word. He, why else would he say it? Why else would he say it? And again, I want to set the stage for just a moment. In my head, Paul Pierce believes that he's ruined his uh, finals, perhaps his career or a couple years of his career at bare minimum. He's absolutely panicking. He realizes, oh, wait, it's not that bad. Again, I'm just doing a thought exercise here. He realizes, oh, it's mm -hmm. not that bad. He comes back out and plays. The internet, they win the title. They win the 2008 title, I think. I don't remember. Actually, Rob, censor that entire thing. I don't want to mention the fact that it's the last one. Uh, the, 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 Paul Pierce wins game one. He wins game one, and then the internet turns on him, and they make a gigantic joke out of this moment. And then, because he feels terrible, one of two things happen. Either... He is 100% telling the truth. And Paul Pierce moved his bowels inside <laughs> of his shorts on national television. Or Paul Pierce decided, I cannot take the brutal, savage beating I'm taking online. Them making a joke out of me for being a wimp and a baby and taking this wheelchair and, and, and crying about maybe blowing out my knee. I can't take the pressure of being considered a baby. So my plan is to tell the world I shit my pants and had no control over my balls. That was his backup plan. One of those two things is real. Uh, look, there, Neil, you know, I, as I know how seriously you take the Lakers and that's why I felt so horrible for you when they signed Dwight Howard <laughs> because Dwight Howard is, is so antithetical to the Laker brand yeah. because he is devastatingly uncool, right. wildly unfunny, and yet continues to push and try. Right. And I think that's what's happening here. Well, okay. I think Paul Pierce yes. it has been propped up because he's an unbelievable basketball player and has been encouraged to believe that he is charismatic and funny. Right. And that he thought he's making a joke. Right. So he's going to make this joke wow. about, oh, I pooped my pants. But he cannot, he can't sell the joke 
because he's not funny. So it confuses things and it confuses people. And people think maybe it's real. Right. That sort of personality is in line for me with someone who would freak out in that moment. Right. And have a real panic. Right. And be too embarrassed to admit, like, I thought my knee was wrecked and it wasn't. Those personalities line up. Someone who would get so worked up, would panic, would think this is all over, go into a stupor, be be carried off the court, go into a wheelchair, be wheeled into a back room, not not try to walk, not try to test it in that moment. Like most athletes we see, they want to know in that moment, this is the finals. Let me see this right now. I know if I go into that back room, I'm probably not coming back. Yet he goes willingly because he assumes it's done. That sort of emotional reaction is in line with me with someone who is not in touch with how they come across and has been propped up by other attitudes around them because they are so successful. And I think his telling that story is him trying to be funny and failing miserably. Oz, as a comedy producer, your thoughts on Paul Pierce potentially making the decision. Just go with Torpy's theory for a moment. You seems like up until this point firmly believe that he definitely moved his bowels. But if we go with this theory for a moment as a comedy producer, someone that's worked in comedy for a long time, your thoughts on Paul Pierce's joke to tell America that he pooped his pants. I uh, I think I agree with Torpy on this. Like I, I I do still think he he probably pooped his pants, but he couldn't sell it. Like he he didn't know. I think I think it was one of those things that he thought he could make funny mm. if it was the truth, mm. but he didn't have the ability to make funny. So it actually just came across as maybe the most awkward episode or mini episode in this whole series of him pooping his pants, getting injured. It just felt like it. It just totally fell flat. I, I, I like it was it was awkward as hell, and you could tell everybody in the. I feel like they probably also talked about it in the pregame. Like he should have just pulled it out on them without everybody knowing. It really felt like they knew it yes. was coming, and it mm. hurt. It hurt the flow of the conversation. It hurt what essentially was the joke. Um, but I, I, I mean, I, I, I do, I do believe there was funny business going on in the injury, and I just, I think he communicated it very poorly in that countdown interview. It's something to think about. I don't want to put this on Beetle and Jalen and and Chauncey, but if you guys knew that this was a talking point to bring up in the pregame, you mm. you didn't set the guy up for success by giving no. him the floor like no. that and and you know forcing no. him to say something. I wonder if if this was a joke, did he think of this before? Did he share it with anybody? Did he get sign off on that? It, did they need the ratings that bad? I don't understand. It felt it felt forced as hell. Oh, it felt super yeah. super forced. Out of touch. He doesn't have a feel. He doesn't have the feel for people for how he presents himself. And the shocking thing is, this guy knows good TV. The last we saw of him, he was smoking a blunt with strippers in the living room oh, on IG Live. Like, not. my man knows good TV. Nobody's getting by. Nobody's getting by. I am so not in behind that. I just want to be That's clear. That's not good so not TV? No. That is I think bad it, TV. I think it, is this family yeah, programming? It, <laughs> he's out, well, I think... The, what what comes from that is he didn't even understand how that would be mm-hmm. received. Mm-hmm. He like I, the That's dude true. doesn't doesn't get it. That's great, a great point. Okay, uh, next credential: Twitter fingers. Any great tweets? I'm gonna go right there. There's been a million. There's a fucking billion tweets about Paul Pierce shit in his pants. There's somebody just tweeted one right now. 
the the one <laughs> I'm going to go to June 5th, 2019. This was the day after Paul Pierce told America that he shit his pants. He tweets, sorry to bust y'all haters bubble, but the only shitting I did on June 5th, 2008 was on the Lakers. Hashtag facts with a Z. Hashtag haters going to hate. Haters is with a Z. And then he tried to hashtag the the laughing emoji <laughs> which is you know we can just we can talk about that later paul pierce goes on national television tells everybody that he shit his pants some people believe that some people believe it to this day i'm not sure where i stand yet then he immediately tweets out afterwards no no, no i was lying about that he goes on michelle beetle's podcast after that what did i miss and says quote i can't believe people believe so listen to this. I want fans to hear this. If you poop your pants, does it make sense to sit down and mush it in a wheelchair? No. I would walk back there straight to the bathroom. Why would I need a wheelchair if I poop my pants? You don't sit down on your poop. The reason he's tweeting out, sorry to bust y'all haters bubble, and the reason he's saying I can't believe people believe this, you told us this, Paul. Yeah. I just, I I, I enjoy the idea of... um really pay, taking walking through the steps of after you poo your pants what the best yeah. move is and i like that he's engaging that like okay let's say i did yeah. poo my pants <laughs> yeah, yeah. would i want it all mushed up if no. i did it very oj yeah. i'm not an idiot <laughs> very oj yeah. simpson very <laughs> orenthal james simpson <laughs> There's a petulance to that. Let's say I did do that. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely walk it off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like a man. Yeah. <laughs> like a man. It's so, it, the worst part is, it's actually the right move. Yeah. 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 It's 100% yeah. the yeah. right move. Yeah. Because you cannot walk around. You have poo in your pants. No, nah, I'm turning you that need... into a diaper. I'm turning you it into a sit, yeah. on it. I'm you gotta sit immediately. <laughs> you gotta, okay. you gotta sit down immediately, or put your back up against a wall yeah. immediately. Immediately, and you cannot hide the post poop walk. Yeah, yeah, nope. that's the truth. That's, that's the, the waddle. Truth. You gotta sit that it on is down. A good, that that could be the reason you immediately acquiesce and take the wheelchair because yeah. you know the walk is going to ex absolutely expose you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I mean, what difference mm -hmm. has it made? You've pooed your <laughs> pants, and oh, I wouldn't want to mush it. I'm sorry. It's mush. Yeah, it's, it's mush. mush. It's already mush. Yeah, you're right. It's mushed. Yeah. I've been on, I've been it rolling around on the floor. It was mush when it came out, buddy. That's why it came out. Yeah, right. Mashed potatoes yeah. in your pants. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. That's over the line, I think. I think that's over the line. I'll allow it. I'll allow uh, it. God damn it. Um, but you you're, you make a great point. If it came out in that moment, it was mushed out of the gate. It's mush. Yeah, it's, it's it was mush. mush. It's my mush. beliefs are changing over the course of this conversation. Uh, me too. Two seconds me ago, too. in my mind, I was like, he didn't poop. Yeah. And now he's OJ in it. Yeah. I know OJ did yep. do it. I think people yes. only say if I did it, yeah, if yeah, they yeah. did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a great point. It's a great <laughs> you know? point. So I think maybe he did poop a little bit, but there was the second, the second rush yeah. was coming. Right. 
So uh-huh. there might have been poop in the pants, but not the final boss. You know, it's right. It's you're right. You're right. right. You're right. <laughs> it's 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 what you're doing, Oz, is you're making me realize that this isn't black and white. There are grays in the middle. There, there could be a hybrid answer here. It doesn't necessarily need to be. I panicked and and screwed up, and I'm just going to come back in the game. Or I absolutely made a, a disastrous waste of, in my <laughs> pants. It could have been some mingling of the two. It could have been. Oh my God, I'm panicking, and also I feel terrible, and I got the bubble guts and i gotta go there it's it's, it could be a hybrid effect it's a lot to think about here uh the next booty tinkle okay okay (laughs) he's now i'm looking at oz i happen to know from knowing oz and from looking at his face there he was waiting to say that and i don't appreciate no 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 i don't think that i think that was over the line i don't think it was appropriate and and i'm debating having rob censor it out uh, I just want to be clear. The next credential is you mad. Wait, wait. You mad, you mad. I love it when someone's mad about this. Of course, the, there was someone mad. Phil Jackson was the coach of the Lakers. Phil Jackson says, they asked Phil about Willis Reed. Of course, Phil Jackson played for the Knicks. He says, quote, if I'm not mistaken, I think Willis Reed missed a whole half and three quarters, almost of a game, and literally had to have a shot, a horse shot, three or four of them in his thigh to come back out and play. Paul got carried off and was back on his feet in a minute. I don't know if the Angels visited him in that timeout period that he had or not, but he didn't even limp when he came back out on the floor. I don't know what was going on. Was Oral Roberts back there in that locker room? (laughs) (laughs) What a deep cut. (laughs) Perfect old white guy thing to say. Was Oral Roberts back in that locker room? How great is that? Honestly, I didn't know. Is that a biblical figure? Like Oral Roberts is a school to me. Oh, great. Oral Roberts is a, a television evangelical, right? He's an evangelist. He's he's the guy that, you know, runs over and smacks you on the head and goes, I'm going to cure this person and just put a little bit of money in my hat. Like, that's how it sort of started. <laughs> and then Oral Roberts, you know, he funds a, I presume it's a very Christian school. But Oral Roberts is one of those early evangelists. Uh, and again, th- that's something, you know, if you're an 80 year old white guy in this country, <laughs> yeah. I love him dropping that. I love Oral Roberts being part of an angry diatribe, 100% additive to this moment and helps it uh, in terms Big of time. first ballot, uh, induction. He's not lying either. There was no limp. No limp. No, no. He's there was no limp. He's springy. Yes. He comes out springy, yep. bouncy. Uh, next credential test of time. This is when we compare this moment against other moments like it. Listen, there aren't, I, to my knowledge, there aren't any other, I may have pooped my pants. I got in a wheelchair during game one of the finals. There's no like direct corollary. So I'm going, I went back into Paul Pierce's history, 2005 game six against the Pacers. Paul Pierce gets an inbounds pass. Jamal Tinsley, Tries to make a basketball play, tries to swat the ball out of Paul Pierce's hands. Paul moves the ball. Tinsley whacks Paul Pierce in the face. Paul Pierce throws a forearm at Tinsley. Tinsley takes a dive. Paul Pierce is thrown out of the game. How does Paul Pierce respond post game? Does that do any? Does anybody know this moment? No. Perfect. I mean, uh, I don't think so. Perfect. Paul Pierce. Goes full Petey Pablo, tears off his jersey, starts swinging it over his head. After the game, he goes to the press conference. He's got athlete, He's got like ace bandages wrapped around his head. <laughs> no way. 100%. He's got ace bandages wrapped around his jaw. And they ask him about the play. And here's Paul Pierce's quote. 
this is because I got my face torn off on the last play. And I thought Tinsley should have been kicked out of the game for some uh, dirty fouls he gives throughout the game. I felt like he got a close-handed punch right to my face on the last play, and that's why I overreacted. Pierce is on the podium. Ace bandage wrapped around his jaw. And a reporter says, so what happened? Oh, here, I've got it. I've got it. I've got the clip. Let's listen to it together. Well, Paul, what is it you actually have? Is it your jaw? Is it a I have a broken jaw? <laughs> of course. I have a fractured jaw. He says he has a broken jaw, a fractured jaw. That's Antoine Walker, the immortal Antoine Walker, laughing over him. I have a broken jaw. That's his answer. Listen to it again. Well, Paul. What is it you actually have? Is it your jaw? Is it a broken jaw? <laughs> of course. I have a fractured jaw. Again, I find myself in a spot where I go, does he, given the diatribe you just gave to him, does he think that's funny? Is that a joke to him? Mm. Or is mm. he Good lying? Question. Is he overreacting and lying? Or does he think that's a joke to say, I have a broken jaw? Well, is he, okay. Is he, uh, he, when you say lying, do you mean intentionally lying or, or overreacting and, and like believes that it's happened? Or is it a joke? I, 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 I read that as an unfunny joke again. Yeah. I think I do too. I think he does. It could have think... been funny. It could have been hilarious. It could have yeah, been absolutely. an amazing bit. The, like, the visual is very me, I just funny. pulled up the picture. Yeah. The picture is incredible. It's hysterical. All wrapped up. I can picture it. I picture Jimmy Butler doing that. He'd kill it. He'd kill it. He'd kill it. It'd, yeah, be, kill it'd be a hilarious bit. Yeah, he'd, he'd know exactly what he was working with, and he'd nail the execution. Mm -hmm. it, it's funny that Paul, I think, doesn't know. He Maybe he doesn't know comedy and then also doesn't know how to execute it. Because mm -hmm. it's clear Antoine is laughing at him. Yeah. It's right. very clear Antoine yes. is laughing at yes. him. Wow. Wait, oh, wait, okay. In that clip, he's laughing at him like a friend, or is he like trying to support him with like a polite no, laugh because like, he's a teammate? I, I think I actually think it's a disrespectful I agree. laugh. Ne I totally okay. agree. I think it's a total, total utter. I don't respect you. Yeah. You are not. Um, I'm trying to think of a good word for this, but like you are not. You're this is a man's league, and yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, it, it just it just feels like you're kind of. What's the opposite of tough? You know, like mm -hmm. it just, yeah, it, that's how it, that's how it feels like. No, no other player ever would do that. Uh, 2020 week 14 of the NFL season, the Ravens and the Browns, Lamar Jackson has to leave the field with cramps upon seeing the footage of Lamar Jackson gingerly running off the field back to his locker room. Former NFL cornerback Will Blackman insinuates on social media it might be the shits that that Lamar Jackson might have the shits. Lamar Jackson grabs the bull by the horns after the game and addresses it and says, quote, I didn't pull a Paul Pierce. I was cramping. That is Lamar Jackson, the NFL player. This is 2020. This is 12 years after the fact going. I did not shit my pants like Paul Pierce. That is what, regardless of what happened to Paul Pierce in this moment, is the idea of shitting during a game and having to leave the field because of it not inextricably tied to Paul Pierce for the rest of time? You know what? Up until this point, I think I've remained pretty calm. At this, I'm, I'm starting to get mad for the first time okay. because. 
leaving a game to take a shit <laughs> and coming back and performing well no. should be celebrated. Okay. It should be okay. a fantastic thing okay. that you are open about, right. that people rally behind. Right. That is just understood as this man yeah. knew his body, right. one for four. Yeah. And then he goes and he just destroys a bowl. Yeah. Cleans house. Comes back, wins game yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. What a, so if you ever, if you're ever having a tough game yeah. and you think maybe you need to go take a big old, yeah. big old dump, just go do yeah. it. Because maybe you'll come back like Paul Pierce yeah, yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and instead of it being this heroic tale about the dump that won game one, right. it's become sullied. It's become yeah. this goof. And now kids aren't going to poo. Yeah. They're going <laughs> to be afraid to poo. He's got to grab <laughs> Yeah, they're going to hold it in. Paul's got to grab the steering wheel on this thing. He's, he's got to do it Absolutely. For, for, the, for, the, for the countless, countless children that will follow him down this path. I have a question for you guys. Please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I am starting to feel now after having talked about it for at length, like this is something, this is almost us giving Paul Pierce the benefit of the doubt. Like you better have needed to poop because if you faked an injury and overreacted to that level, I cannot respect you so much anymore. So would you rather have tied to you and your legacy an overreaction of the caliber that Paul Pierce did? And then coming back two minutes later after you really just gave a reaction like you've been shot. Or pooping your pants during the game, getting it out, coming back. I can answer that because I've thought about this exact um, question before. My world is very black and white. There is no scenario where I don't go, yeah, man, I 100% thought I blew out my knee. And I totally panicked and freaked out. I got super fucking scared. And then I went back and realized I was okay. And then I came back out and busted your ass and won game one and ended up winning the 2008 uh, uh, NBA Finals and 2008 NBA Finals MVP trophy. That's what I do. To me, either one works as long as it's honest. And that's what's yeah. that's the problem yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I, we don't feel like he's being right. honest. Yep. He's being coy. Yep. He's playing with some a possible scenario, then retracting it and being like, how could you guys believe that? <laughs> it's just not honest. And that's what I think upsets us and says, well, what was going on here? And that to me speaks to this like deeply insecure man, mm-hmm. um, which which feeds into this like inability to sell a joke. Uh, the next credential of the press conference, any great, great quotes. There's a bunch of them here. Uh, Paul Pierce said, quote, when I came down, I thought I felt a pop. I thought I tore it. I couldn't move. He also said, you know, I think God sent this angel down and said, hey, you're going to be all right. You need to get back out there. Show them what you've got. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Los Angeles Times, Bill Plaschke reported, quote, according to Pierce, Doctors have diagnosed him with a strained meniscus with the chances of playing in game two on Sunday unknown. Although Pierce had not had an MRI scan to determine the condition of his meniscus, Celtics officials insist that the former University of Kansas star has no structural damage to his knee and they anticipate that he will be ready to play in game two on Sunday evening in Beantown. So, Doctors, according to Paul Pierce, doctors told him you have a strained meniscus, but they never did an MRI. They did not assess him other than, you know, physical therapy, what was wrong. Paul Pierce is saying God sent an angel down and told me to get back out there. But doctors are going, we think he's going to be out there for game two, no problem. 
Paul Pierce ends up saying, quote, I'm not planning on getting an MRI until after the season. So, I mean, it could be bad, but right now I'm just getting treatments and see how I feel on Sunday. I think there's a great chance I'll play just knowing myself and knowing my threshold for pain. The story just keeps changing. A god was sent down. No, we're not even going to look at it. Everything's fine. You're going to play game two. Well, I think I can do it knowing my threshold for pain. Like, he set this up. He set up everyone to make fun of him by making this seem like this was a big deal. If he had just come out and said, I panicked, everything would have vanished and been gone. But he didn't. He doubled down. He talked about an angel being sent to him. I <laughs> know. I hate that. Why little, bring why? Why bring the divinity into God, it? Come man, on. Angel's dog. a little angel's a little overwritten too. How many things did that angel say? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> How many things did it say? It just felt like a little overwritten. Like the angel needed to go stick with one. Let's listen to this quote together. Here we go. It's pretty sore right now. Uh, it's a little stiff. Last night after the game, I was able to ice it. Uh, went home, wrapped it up in a mini little cast. Came back this morning, did a little bit of treatment. He just told me he so, wrapped uh, it up in a cast. sharp pain going on. Sharp pain. He's telling me it's in, he put on a mini cast? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> this is the next day. It's this a... is the day after. He made this bed himself. This is like smaller than a normal cast. <laughs> no, there's no <laughs> such thing. You wouldn't put on a mini cast. You wouldn't put on a tiny little cast to immobilize yeah. it for a day and yeah. then take it off. Well, it's just like it's just smaller than a normal no, cast. No, no, it's just for <laughs> like a doll. Uh, the next credential here is the X Factor. Everybody knows what an X Factor is. I've got one X Factor I want to present to the both of you. There is a very compelling YouTube video. A guy filmed off of his TV. I watched it. I think it's very compelling. So uh, a gentleman, you're telling me a gentleman filmed this off of his television? Yes, that's right. This happened on TV. He's watching television. I'll allow he filmed it. this with a cell phone. And he posted it to it. YouTube. My point is, is you are going, if you doctored this footage, you're going a long way. You're going a long way. You're not just doctoring footage. You're doctoring footage. Then you're loading it up to your television. Then you're filming that television with your cell phone and then putting that video up on the internet. It would be a great fake. I believe it's real. I believed it's so real. I wanted to confirm it's real. I saw the I saw the video. I went and found the game footage that it's from, and it happens to be from the 2008 NBA Finals Game Two. <laughs> the video is called Paul Poop Pierce. It's on YouTube. We'll have it on our socials at First Ballot Pod on Twitter at First Ballot H O F on Instagram. I realize those should be the same. As I'm framing <laughs> through the footage. While the stain that you can see, the quote-unquote stain that you can see on his shorts, while you can see that that stain does seem to come and go, you can freeze on multiple steel stills images throughout this video and see what appears to be a very suspicious shadow centrally located in the middle of Paul Pierce's shorts. If that footage is real and i think there's a chance it could be if that is poop does that not lend credence to an ongoing gastrointestinal problem that would affect you so much that it, it occur you cannot stop it it is unstoppable on national television in the middle of nba finals game one and it rolls over two days later into game two as well it 
It supports, again, the bubblegut timeline. Yep. yep. The, that's the strongest argument right now because day after a catastrophic episode, uh, which let's say that's what happened in game one, um, the stain in game two is consistent with an oil check. <laughs> that's where you would use a finger, like a dipstick, to check the oil. <laughs> Come on, why are you smiling through this? I'm just saying, it looks like an oil check. <laughs> is this is it's this singular? Just made up? It's a yes, yes. <laughs> it's singular. It's a fo- It's a focused point of pressure, it, and it looks like he maybe in a moment, you know, where he's not, he's like listening to the coach, but part of his subconscious, is like, hey, remember what happened, game one? Mm-hmm. Uh, check the oil real yeah. quick. He digs in there, checks the oil, <laughs> and it makes a mark. Just saying, it, it's consistent with the bubblegut timeline. Torpy, I do want to give you props. You started at dipshits, and we're ending at dipsticks. Let's go. That's it. There we go. <laughs> dipshits to dipsticks. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. So good. Fantastic. Guys, I see the time is almost running out on us. It's almost time for America's favorite podcast segment. It's called More Important. Osmer, are you familiar with the segment More Important? Uh, The name says it all, which means brilliant segment. Okay, great. Uh, Osman, you have worked, you work right now in the media. You work for CNN. Uh, 24 hour news channel. You are a cog in the wheel turning Mm. the gears at a 24 hour news channel. What is your responsibility to us as viewers, us, the viewing audience? What is your responsibility to make sure that we're getting honest and real news all the time? Oh, that's a good question. I want to hear this. Um, what is my, Oh, I'm so sorry, Osmond. <laughs> Nobody cares about that bullshit you were about to make up. It's time for something more important. I'm about to ask you a series of questions. Your answer to these questions I can't will define for it. who you are as a person on this planet. Are you ready for more important? Yes, ask me about French toast. <laughs> long night out, long night out. I know that you are a man of the night you enjoy going out and 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 having a good time long night out corner store bodega whatever you want to call it you've got two dollars and fifty cents you're drunk it's late maybe it's two two thirty in the morning two fifty in your pocket how are you spending it a pack of zigzags a fine answer the best what is osmond what is the best late night bit of all time you worked in late night what's the best late night bit of all time I don't know what it's called, but it's the old, I think it's the old uh, Conan bit. Does it sink or does it? Oh, that's, wait, hold on. Oh, it's Letterman. That's Letterman. Letterman. Does, does, it, does it, float? it float? Does, does it, it float? float? Does it float? Just so simple, so dumb, so perfect. Like, so perfect. Yeah. You can't take your eyes away from it. Somebody should do it on TikTok right now. Torpy, you're a late night devotee as well. Best late night bit of all time. Do you have an answer? There was maybe like a, a four or five week run on Conan where... As he sat down at the desk, he would look over at Max and ask him, just like, how's it going tonight? And Max couldn't answer without coming across like an alien, and it would drive Conan absolutely insane. He'd be like, can't you just say something normal? And it was, their dynamic was so beautiful, you waited for it every night. to be like, how will this be awkward in a brand new way? 
Osmond, what's the best sports movie you've ever seen? I mean, it, it, it gotta be... I want to say any given Sunday, but really it's Friday Night Lights. Okay. That's a great answer. I love mm. it. Pound for pound, who's the hardest dunker in the NBA all time? Pound for pound, though. Sean Kemp. I love it. I A great answer. Wiry, skinny, and just fucking boofs it. Absolutely boofs <clears> it. <throat> Fantastic answer. Osmond, you're in comedy. This uh, show is about sports. Who's the funniest athlete of all time? Oh man, I gotta, I gotta, I don't want to say, I don't want to say Chuck, but like, it's either Chuck mm. or Blake Griffin's not my my type of comedy, but you know, you know that improv show mm. that um, uh, the guy from um Silicon Valley does with the guy who Middle was um, Schwartz. yeah, apparently Blake Griffin went on it and killed it and like humbled both of them, mm. so I, I really do think it might be Blake Griffin. Okay, great answer. Uh, best sports nickname of all time. Do you have a... You know what? I'm going to switch it. I'm going to say favorite. Do you have a favorite sports nickname of all time? Um, oh, man. Okay. I was talking about this the other day. This is not going to sound right, but like AK-47 without the baggage yeah, of mass yes, shootings. Yes. Like yes. In, in that time, he was rushing. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a shooter, a yes. full-on shooter. AK-47 was sick. I'm sorry. I don't know. Do you have to edit that out? Like, it's a great answer. It's an absolutely wonderful answer. Do you believe there's a? Do you believe he chose 47 to to use the nickname? I don't know. I know. It's that is actually a great question. It, it keeps because if he did, got what top five for sure? Like book it in cement. Top five great best nickname of all time. If he picked it, if he stumbled into it, still amazing. But AK 47. If we remove human death and all of that terrible <laughs> stuff, it is a world-class uh, sports nickname. A great answer from Osman Noor. Last question, more important, Osman Noor. Uh, name something that really kicks ass. Um, Come on, uh, baby. Something that Let's really go. kicks ass? I don't know. Let's Moms go. everywhere? Moms. Oh, what a lovely answer. Mom. This is very Mom. sweet. Uh, that's more important. You did a great job. Next credential, it's the cosign. Osman Noor, the floor is yours. Do you believe? You know what? This is a two-part question. One, what do you right now place your money on? What do you believe happened in this moment? And does Paul Pierce's wheelchair moment belong in the first Bell Hall of Fame? Okay. It's kind of long. So I do. I think at the end of the day, I believe... I want to believe so badly that he panicked, had a panic attack, decided in the moments that he was going to poop because he was there. He might have seen an angel. And he came back out because when he came back out, listen, number one, he wasn't limping. So what was happening in that five minutes? Like wasn't limping. That is empirical data. And he just started hooping. Like he, you know, he felt lighter. He looked lighter. And so I'm not going to discount the fact that there definitely could have been a poop. Now, is it a first ballot Hall of Fame? What's it going up against? Like, what is the corollary here? What are we comparing it to? It is a moment with no real analog. So is it in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Is it was it a is it a worthy induction? I'm gonna say nah. It's like kind of like when somebody just you don't have to run for office, you're just in it because nobody wants to run for that right. office. You know, like, you don't get cookies for that. You don't get props for that, bro. But, like, but, you had 100 votes. But you are the fucking governor. 
you are but the you are the guy yeah. but you are in it so like yeah okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and say it is okay. Uh, yeah. You're not you're not yeah. proud of it being there. You're not particularly happy about it, but it is in the. I got it. Okay, here we go. I got here it. Go. I got it. It is in the Hall of Fame. First ballot for the greatest flop of all time. Okay. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Oh, a world class <laughs> flop. A flop wow. to end all flops. That's a great <laughs> answer. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, Michael Torpy, it's to you. What do you believe happened? Yeah. And does this belong in the first ballot Hall of Fame? I mean, Oz makes a great point there. The There's something admirable about the commitment that went into this moment. Um, where I get hung up on is how much of this commitment was intentional and how much of it was Paul Pierce just tripping over his own feet and fall, you know, stepping on one rake, it hits him in the face, he steps on another rake, that one hits him in the face, he steps on another rake, that one hits him in the face. That's what I think is happening here. I think his knee hurt. He got banged up. He falls to the floor. He thinks he's done. He thinks this was his shot at the finals and it's over. Somewhere along the line, I'd like to think maybe he poos while he's back there. That'd be nice. I'm not going to rule it out. But I don't think it, the bubblegut timeline is intriguing. I don't think it happened. And really, as I mentioned before, I would at this point be very mad if it did happen. Because taking a crap in your pants while playing a sport is fantastic. It's a fantastic thing. And we should not be hiding it. We should be celebrating it. I mean, what, when George Brett told the story about crap in his pants, it's a fantastic story. Great story. You could, it's a great story. Great story. Guys crap their pants. Yeah, look, it happens. People listen. Happens. <laughs> look, look, we're wearing pants all the all time. time. Eventually, eventually, we're gonna crap in them. Yep. Okay, that's inevitable. That's just science. And I don't think we should be hiding from that fact. Mm-hmm. We should be owning it. Mm-hmm. So this would be a massive missed opportunity to support the pants crappers out there who are doing their best to get through their day while they crap their pants. So I'm going to say no. I don't think it belongs in the hall because if he crapped his pants, he's hiding from it and he shouldn't. And if he didn't crap his pants, then he just kind of freaked out, which would have been fine if he just owned it. So really it's, it's, there's not enough honesty either way. We don't award liars around here on first That's, ballot. I, I don't. I do not, Oz. I'm glad you support that. It's time for the induction speech. It's when I get to decide whether it's what's what's going to happen. This is my Hall of Fame. I get to do whatever I want. I'm the CEO. I fucking made the whole thing. I'm the president. I make the decisions here. We've gone a very long time talking about this. I found it enlightening, to be completely frank. I think it's wonderful. I asked you guys what you think happens. Guess what? I don't want to guess what happens. I like leaving the legend open to interpretation. I think there's a lot of uh, of uh, believable points on e- on both sides of this fence, and I don't want to. I don't want to take a guess at what happened. I think this being a legend is a beautiful thing, and as a Laker fan, that this happened to Paul Pierce, and that this sullied. What may have been a title in that year, I don't even remember what happened. I, th- I think maybe the Lakers won. <laughs> but that this moment lets me, as a Laker fan, that it gives me the bullet to fire off in the conversation. 
to take that team, that franchise, and that particular player down a peg and have a little bit of fun at their expense is is a that's the real the hand of God there. That's the real angel coming down is giving me that. <laughs> this thing is in the first Bell Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Paul oh, Pierce. Wow. Oz, wow. Michael Torp, even though he voted against it, I, I respect your well reasoning. Done, this is the first Battle Hall of Famer. The Paul Pierce wheelchair. Come on. Everybody knows the fucking it's Paul a, Pierce wheelchair. It's a singular moment. That was a great point, Oz. There's there's no comparison. There's, there's nothing like this. It combines so many elements of sports and pants shitting. <laughs> I mean. The world's greatest flop. It really is. It's That's the way to put it. There's a human element involved in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we went so long. And now I'm going to ask very I'm going to ask for uh, um, what you're working on, Austin. What are you working on? What how can people follow you? What can you plug? Uh okay, I'm off the social medias and you can watch my work on Max. Yes. Uh Blindsided just dropped about the Michael Orr story. There's several documentaries on CNN's The Whole Story, hosted by Anderson Cooper, hour-long documentaries for anybody who wants to learn about the world through the human experience. We got great characters. We have great stories. We have great issues that need to be talked about at length. Um, No cookie-cutter bullshit. So go to Max. Watch that. We can be found right next to Dr. Pimple Popper on some some level. (laughs) And, and, you know, Miss Wisconsin's home renovation. Shout out to the Max Overlords. Um, But there is there is there is uh, really good work there. So that's where you can find it. Um, Thanks for giving me the opportunity to do that, Neil, if you. Um, want to find me on social media? You can't holla at me on LinkedIn. <laughs> Osman nice. Noor. Well done, Oz. Coolest guy in the room. Osman Noor, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, of course. That's it. That's the show. My thanks to Mr. Osman Noor, a good man, a better coworker, a great podcast guest. Thanks to him. Torp, again, you killed it. An hour and a half of pure speculation on a guy perhaps shitting inside his pants. My hat is off to you. Credits. Robbie Bobby Rucci is my editor. Jessica Sang leads the team with fellow producer EJ Kapisal. David Shramsky said Ball of Life is also on the show, right alongside Rhythm J, who makes all the beats for First Ball. Follow him on social at Rhythm J. Rate and review us if you would. That would be a lovely holiday surprise from you to us here. And please come back next week for more First Ballads. They decided to carry him like a spatchcock chicken.